You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Father Greg Sackowitz, rector at Holy Name Cathedral here in Chicago, and co-host Mark Teresi, executive director of the cathedral. How are you, Mark, today? Good morning. Very good. Just so folks on uh, um, YouTube know, I'm wearing my Mundelein vest. It's the 100th anniversary of Mundelein Seminary. So there doing a lot of special events, uh, usml.edu, so that's a little commercial, but... So, Mark, the doors opened in September of 1921. Yeah, and when when were you there? Uh, well, <laughs> Michael made just said I was part of the first class. Thank you for sharing that, Michael, and uh, arrived in September of 1975, ordained 79, but the first class arrived... They came off the trains, landed in Libertyville or Mundelein, walked over, buildings were not even completed, ordained the first group of men, 13, in September of 1926, because Cardinal Mundelein was so excited to try to get some men ordained to the priesthood. The class of 27, around 40 guys ordained. He took 13, ordained them in September of 26 to get things going a little bit. And one of the gifts Monsignor, late Monsignor Dulcimore gave to Mundelein was when you come into the entrance on 176, now there's a row of trees on either side of the entrance. And he said when the train dropped him off, that's what he remembered. Those trees disappeared for a while, and he had them restored. Um, that was his memory. You get dropped at the front, you walk. He was that, ordained about what year? Oh, I, a long, long time ago. Yeah, he's, he's passed away a good priest. So you can only also get us on youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago, our phone number 312-255-8408. We have a wonderful program lined up this morning. I'll begin by reading this. The feast day of St. Francis of Assisi is Monday, October 4th. He is known widely as the patron saint of animals and ecology. Many parishes will be offering pet blessings over the weekend in honor of his teachings. Today we are exploring the crossroads between Jesus' teaching and our connection to animals and the environment as reflected in St. Francis' life. Francis was born in Italy around 1182. Father Bob Cook, a tremendous priest, wonderful young priest, <laughs> the Archdiocese, pastor, Mary Mother of God Parish on the northwest side, and Father Bob will help us better understand the life and legacy of St. Francis, the patron saint of animals and the environment. Father Bob Cook, welcome to the program. How are you, Bob? Uh, thank you, Father Greg. I'm, I'm doing great. It's nice to see you again. And to, uh, what are you getting me? 
get there centered there, Bob. Yeah, probably. get centered. Yeah, yeah I, 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 strive, I strive to be in the center. Right? Now, <laughs> people have to know, when I was at St. Mary's in Evanston, Bob stepped in for a while as the administrator at St. Nicholas. And Bob, that's how I met you. And we had a great time together because we both connected with uh, Pope John the Twenty Third School. We would teach every Monday, and we had so many laughs together. We did. And and when I was named a pastor in Chicago, I asked Father Greg to be my um, mentor <laughs> as a uh, as a pastor in Chicago, and I have uh, not been removed yet. So <laughs> so far, so good. You didn't get the memo, huh? <laughs> You you survived in in spite of me, Bob. We had some great times together. Uh, Bob, explain, you are the site of Mary, Mother of God, Parish, and it's part of Renew My Church. Explain that for a minute. Sure. Uh, We're we're located in, in, we're actually a one parish with um, three worship sites. Um, and so we're made up of three former parishes, St. Ida, which is in the Edgewater neighborhood, St. Thomas of Canterbury, which is in the Uptown neighborhood, and St. Gregory the Great, which is in the Andersonville neighborhood. And our model with three worship sites is to have um, the parish church, which will be St. Ida, because that's the largest and it can uh, seat the most people, and then St. Thomas of Canterbury, because it has a long history of outreach, including a soup kitchen that goes back to um, being founded by Catholic workers who were with Dorothy Day. Um, that Thomas Canterbury will be an outreach center. Um, and then a second outreach center in Andersonville at Gregory the Great will be a Catholic cultural center building on their legacy of evangelizing through the arts. Now, Father Bob, it lists you as a friar. Can you explain to our listeners, what what is a friar? What's a, is there a difference between a priest and friar? Um, so all, when St. Francis, uh, founded the order, he didn't, he didn't intend to found an order. That, that's the interesting thing. He says he was just living in this life of, of radical conversion, um, coming from a wealthy family, you know, um, and just found that, that wealth, um, and, and the, the lures of the world did not bring him joy. And he only found it by this radical conversion, um, to Christ. And so he said that the Lord gave me brothers. And so it wasn't his idea. People started wanting to follow him around. And then the Lord gave him a sister in St. Clair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then people wanted to live in this radical way. So an order was founded. And it was called the Order of Friars Minor originally. and um, Or the Lesser Brothers, actually. And then he founded the second order, of was called the Order of St. Clair, or the Poor Clares. And then lay people wanted to follow, but not not in, in being in religious life. And so he actually founded the third order of St. Francis, which is called the Secular Franciscans. And so over time, that first order, the Order of Friars Minor, broke into various groups, um, many, many, many groups. And mm-hmm. one group that, that remained unreformed, probably not for the best, uh, was my group, the Conventual Franciscans, meaning the Friars of the Convent. We lar- lived in large communities. And these, the, the other groups kind of split and split and split and split, and they were joined together by Pope Leo in the 1890s, and so they're called the, uh, the Order of Friars Minor of the Leonine Union. And so those are the guys of St. Peter's and Luke, for example. Oh, okay. And, and, then you were, and Bob, you were, one of those groups. Yeah. And Bob, you were ordained in what year? 
2010, I was a brother. To get to the question, I'm sorry, yeah, Franciscan history. Um, to get your question, I was ordained in 2010 after having been a brother for 15 years. Oh, so you can okay. be a friar, right, but not be a priest. Oh, okay. So a friar is, is a, a member of the community, a brother, right, a non-ordained friar, and then some of us ultimately become ordained. Now, when we were at Mundelein, we were able to bring some donors to Assisi. Um, beautiful, beautiful town. How are you folks, how are the Franciscans connected to that, to the church, to the town? Um, how does that work? Well, it's, it's really uh, where, um, you know, Francis lived and died. Um, and, you know, the Basilica of St. Francis, so that's our branch of the Franciscans mm -hmm. there. Is, we live in what's called the Sacro Convento, which is attached. And that's where he is buried, that magnificent mm -hmm. structure, you know, with the, uh, uh, the, the frescoes by Giotto and Cimabue, you know, very significant in the history of art. Um, it's, it's, it's an amazing place. It's like a functioning medieval city. That's, that's just loaded with Franciscan friars and, and sisters, and uh, it's, it's just incredible. It's like nowhere else on earth. It's a thin space, as they say, you know, uh, just incredibly beautiful. And how long so, yeah, we, we have... Go ahead, Bob. I was going to say, yeah, so in answer to your question, so our friars live live at the Basilica of St. Francis of Assisi and, and uh, manage it, if you will. Now, whenever you think of um, October 4th, Francis... He's always connected with birds and animals, the environment. Uh, how did that happen? Okay, well, you know, there's a lot of stories in his hagiography that he had a particular um, connection to animals. And this is not uncommon in the hagiography of saints. I mean, I think of today, St. Jerome, for example, whose feast it is, who had this relationship with a lion, you know, was able to pull a thorn out of his paw. Um, that's always a sign of holiness that, you know, that animals and humanity were not meant to be opposed to each other or a threat to each other. That didn't exist in the Garden of Eden. That's the result of the fall. And so in the lives of certain saints, you, you see that they're able to, through the redemption wrought by Jesus Christ, they're able to kind of overcome that, uh, that situation. So Francis in his life worked all types of miracles with um with animals for example that he famously preached to the birds when the friars wouldn't listen to him and the, you know the birds listened and the friars didn't uh, he tamed the wolf kind of sounds like us bob <laughs> <laughs> yeah i understand as a guy that preaches to canaries at the uh at the cathedral <laughs> and they don't listen to him <laughs> um, you know um it's so it's, go ahead just to say, but it's important not to romanticize this relationship with animals. I mean, um, it, it was more that, that Francis, in a sense, harkens back to the Garden of Eden, you know, the way, the way that humanity was supposed to be, this radical commitment to God. Um, and, and it's also seen as part of the larger picture of his relationship to creation, which is why he's the patron saint of the environment, uh, which is only a recent designation. That was St. John Paul II in 1979. Uh, Francis was not a vegetarian. Um, interestingly, there was a tour guide at the Basilica who used to say, as a way to kind of take away this romanticization, he said, St. Francis of Assisi loved animals. He ate them regularly. But not dogs. Tell that to a chicken. I know. <laughs> no, no, I... Um, one of the things about Francis... That, 
I remember uh, hearing is the idea that he had that dream, and the dream was rebuild my church, and he did it wrong the first time, and then it really, be, and, and it's interesting that you're involved in this Renew My Church movement, because it is a rebuilding of the church. A- any thoughts on that? Am I accurate in that remembrance? Yes. Yeah, in fact, that's the, uh, the, the, the cross that's used, that San Damiano cross that's used as the symbol of um, Renew My Church is actually the cross that spoke to St. Francis. He heard from the cross, you know, rebuild my church, and he took it literally, and he rebuilt that church. And then he built two other churches. And then, then he came to understood, understand that the Lord gave me brothers, and he was to do it through his, his religious order. Um, but I think it's important to see, with regard to animals and creation— it's important to see St. Francis as a mystic, right? And, and that that's why he's able to have these relationships. And I, I know if, I'd like to just, I have a very short reading and it's, it's a very famous reading though, okay? It's a poem that he wrote and it's called The Canticle of Brother Son. Oh, sure, yeah. And you may have heard of this, but this is gonna be significant, right? He writes, most high, all powerful, good Lord, Yours are the praises, the glory, the honor, and the blessing. To you alone, most high, do they belong, and no man is worthy to mention your name. Praised be to you, my Lord, with all your creatures, especially Sir Brother Son, who is the day through whom you give us light, and he is beautiful and radiant with great splendor, and bears a likeness of you, O Most High. Praised be to you, my Lord, through Sister Moon and the stars. In heaven you form them clear and precious and beautiful. Praise be to you, my Lord, through Brother Wind, through the air, cloudy and serene, of every kind of weather, through which you give sustenance to your creatures. Praise be to you, Lord, through Sister Water, which is very useful and humble and precious and chaste. Praise be to you, Lord, through Brother Fire, through whom you light the night, and he is beautiful and playful and robust and strong. Praise be to you, my Lord, through our sister, Mother Earth, who sustains and governs us and who produces varied fruits with colored flowers and herbs. There it is, yeah, and he continues. Um, and so this is like true mysticism, is that mm-hmm. he is seeing in creation, he would call the vestigia or the footprints of Christ. You know, he sees in these beautiful things, the creator, the artist, if you will. And then he in turn uses these beautiful things to praise the creator. Right. So he sees this radical interconnection between creation and God, the creator, but also through those who are part of creation being interrelated to each other because we all have the same father. Hence, everything is brother and sister. You call brother rock, you know, brother tree, sister, sister um, flower. You know, he was uh, he saw everything as this radical interconnection. And that is why he's really the patron saint of, of the environment is because he sees he's not an environmentalist per se, but he sees God in creation. Right. Mm-hmm. He sees uh, it's sacramental, sacramental worldview. You know, this kind of God's grace is mediated through physical things, mediated through creation. So when people say, you know, I see uh, I see I experience uh, a grace filled moment in a sunrise, you know, it's a sacramental moment because God is using a created thing to convey his grace. I mean, there's the seven sacraments of the church, right, where we know his grace is always found, but God is not limited to the sacraments. You know, he can convey grace in other sacramental ways with a small s. It's very interesting, Bob, and that is for uh, Francis. He connects the mystery of God 
with the mystery of life through creation. On that note, Mark, take us to break. WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Or you can see us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Bob, maybe when we come back, we could talk a little bit about your vocation and how why, how you were called to the Franciscans. What, what caused you to move uh, and accept that call? Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful, life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today.
we're back. Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. You can also see us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're speaking with Father Bob Cook, pastor of Mary Mother of God Parish, who, who is Franciscan. And before the break, um, I said, I was going to ask Father Bob, what attracted you to, what's your vocation story briefly, and what attracted you to the Franciscans? I, I went to a college run by the Jesuits. So, what? So I joined the Franciscans. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it all began. <laughs> if there are no, any. I, can, I, I actually am grateful that the, the Jesuits really put in my, uh, my, um, my heart, uh, this this really kind of that you encounter Christ in the poor. You know, I really left college with that pretty strong, and so when it came time to discern a vocation, I was I was drawn to the Franciscans for two reasons. The first was um, the sense of fraternity that that really you know brothers living in common and in a common mission, and to be part of a, a religious family. There's a strong sense of that in the Franciscans that you know, as he says, the Lord gave me brothers, and that's really essential to the Franciscan vocation. Not only does Francis see everything as brother and sister, but particularly within the order, you know, that we're, we're a brotherhood. And like any other family, we fight, we eat together, we argue, we, we watch TV together, you know. So that's something. The other thing is the, the commitment to the poor. Um, you know, Francis uh, was uh, attended to lepers. That's what he did, you know, when he wasn't six months a mystic and then six months kind of working with the poor. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that's why we, we came to Chicago, is we were seeking specifically uh, a place like Thomas of Canterbury that had a soup kitchen, a place like St. Ida that had, um, you know, a large community of immigrants and refugees, which is, you know, we typically would work with those communities. Um, you know, here there's, there's over 50 languages spoken. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's a remarkable place. And it's just, it's like a sweet spot for the Franciscans. And then when we added Gregory the Great to the parish and their history of, um, Evangelizing through beauty, the Franciscan Order has also always done that, as as you mentioned, uh, Mark. Uh, the the experience of Assisi mm-hmm. and, and the, the very beautiful, you know, kind of art and culture that's also a part of what Franciscans do. Now, Bob, you were born where? Uh, Central Massachusetts, and then um, yeah, then I, I joined the order and kind of get transferred around. Um, but your background, one thing, oh, I say, huh? your background is law, isn't it? Yeah, and, and to put a plug in, so I'm also, I'm a lawyer uh, before I, I joined the Francis, so I practiced law for five years. And then, um, so here in Chicago, I'm the chaplain to the Catholic Lawyers Guild as well, and we are having our Red Mass on the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi, October 4th, at the Cathedral. Right. right? So put in a plug, all uh, welcome, and uh, Bishop Bob Lombardo, our Franciscan bishop, will actually be the presider at that Mass as well. So It's Monday at 5.15, is it? I think 5, so. 5.15 or 5.30, Monday at the cathedral, and, and all are welcome. Now, could you... Yeah. Bob, it's a fan, we have a friend who is a, a brother, Sacred Heart brother, and he explained it. Oh. It's a, and he explained to me, brother can become a priest. Could you explain that to our listeners a little bit? Because you were a brother for, did you say, 15 years, and mm-hmm. and now you're a priest. Could you explain that? Because that might be a little confusing for folks. So, 
think think of a now this is brothers hate when you say this but it, it's it's kind of the easiest and i when i was a brother i hated when we say this too <laughs> but so brothers are members of a religious order right um now not all religious orders are priests there is some for example that the brothers uh, like the christian brothers who run schools there are a community of brothers they don't have priests then there are mixed communities like the franciscans the dominicans etc the augustinians that have brothers and priests um, you know, the analog to, to a brother is, is a sister, in a sense, in a religious community, right? Mm-hmm. That they belong to a religious community, uh, and their, their ministry is not sacramental ministry. You know, it's not an ordained ministry. And so when I was a brother, uh, for example, I worked as a lawyer. Um, I, I, I did some administration. Um, I, uh, I, I worked in a, a crisis shelter. Um, you know, you can do, as a brother, you can do, you know, virtually anything, you know. Mm-hmm. But once you're ordained to the priesthood, the ministry tends to be more sacramental in nature. Uh, and, and our community is quasi-monastic, so our we our big house in Chicago is, is Marytown up in Libertyville, mm-hmm. and um, which is the National Shrine of St. Maximum Colby. And, and that house tends to live more monastic, so I lived there for a few years, and it's really just kind of the life of, of prayer and work there in, in a Franciscan context. But again, it's, it's priests are ordained for sacramental, for a particular ministry. Now, whereas, Bob... Um, you were spent what years at Mundelein in Marytown? I, I didn't go to Mundelein. No, no, in Marytown. Oh, uh, uh, like 2003 to 2008, maybe. And then you then came to Chicago. Well, I went to the seminary, and then I came to Chicago. Got it, got it. Okay. Now, the thing is, with uh, the like we mentioned before the program started, when we had just started, many parishes this weekend will have pet blessings in honor of St. Francis around October 4th. Do you have any funny stories you can share in all your years with blessing animals around October 4th? Well, your, your job in many ways is as a peacekeeper. <laughs> 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 you know, because you'll have a lot of, you know... Uh, <laughs> Some animals do not take an immediate like to other animals, <laughs> so, you know, that, that's kind of one thing. Uh, you know, it, that's more of a dog issue than a cat issue, but, you know, we've got some crazy, we've had, we usually will get chickens and roosters, some crazy birds sometimes. Um, sometimes we'll get the, the police officers to, to bring the, uh, the the horse detail, so that's oh, always wow. kind of nice. Um, you know, there's snakes, of course, reptiles, uh, rodents of all kinds. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think that this... I want I want to bless a tarantula, I've blessed a tarantula. That was a. Did you? Yeah, that was a, a memorable moment. Now, so we have three pet blessings at all three of our churches this year. They're happening simultaneously at eleven thirty. So luckily, with we have uh, you know four friars in the house, so we send a friar to each blessing. Is that on Monday? No, no, it's going to be, it's, we're doing it on Saturdays. It's better on the weekends, you, so you do it on a weekend before or after the feast, just because... More people um, can come. Yeah, yeah. And it's a nice outreach, too, because, you know, it, it's, it's a way that we can invite people who to engage with the church, you know, in a way that they might not do so otherwise. So we get a lot of people from the neighborhood who are parishioners, but, you know, we're in the neighborhood. We're good neighbors, and so we want to you know, be in relationship with all our neighbors. Yeah, I, so, I have found, you know, Bob, that people who are not even Catholic will come for a pet blessing when they hear from a neighbor. You know, they bring their dogs and cats and birds. They may not even be Catholic, but again, all are welcome 
because you're again connecting the mystery of God with life through creation, through St. Francis. And, you know, animals are such a big part of people's lives. I've dealt with people who have lost a dog, and truly for some, it's like losing a member of the family. Who've lost a dog that's been with them for 15 years, 17 years, and they are devastated. They're just devastated, and I I respect that because it's been part of the family for so many years. Is it strictly in person, or are you doing a live stream where people could watch it on? It's strictly in in person. I mean, we hadn't thought of that, but you could. I mean, one of of the other things that we do is there's a, uh, a neighborhood organization up here called Care for Real that has a pet food pantry. Which oh. is why a pet food pantry, because there are people who, who don't have a lot of money who will feed their pets before they feed themselves. Yes, yes. So if you give them pet food, it's more food for themselves. And so we use this as a fundraiser uh, for um, this pet food pantry and also to bring awareness to this ministry in the area. That's wonderful. We, so, need, we need to bring the uh, segment to a close. We want to thank in a very special way Father Bob Cook, pastor, Mary Mother of God Parish. Bob, you are a tremendous priest. It's a joy having you on the program. Uh, you're a man of deep faith and uh, joy in the Lord. I know you're doing great things. Now, presently, you live with how many friars in your community? Uh, there's four of us here right now. So four right a now. A fifth is coming. Terrific. Well, God bless your ministry. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, hope the White Sox go deep into the playoffs. Hope the Bears show up on Sunday. You are listening to... Catholic <laughs> Chicago, WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408, also on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Teresi. The time is almost 8.30 in Chicago on this beautiful Thursday. And we'll be back after a moment of messages, and do not touch that dial. COVID-19 pandemic, Catholic Charities has continued to respond to the needs of people who come to us for assistance. More than 850,000 meals and food parcels have been offered to those who are struggling with food insecurity. Over 108,000 homelessness prevention hotline calls have been answered. Over 22,000 people have received mental health services and $2 million in financial assistance has been provided to keep people housed. If you or someone you know needs assistance, email us at gethelp at catholiccharities.net. That's gethelp at catholiccharities.net. Or call 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. I feel special. (laughs) I feel great. I got good grades. 
we've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. Catholic Charities in Lake County provides a comprehensive range of social services supporting individuals, families, and older adults. These include crisis assistance, shelter, clothing, family support, counseling, legal assistance, primary health care, and specialized services for seniors and veterans. Grab-and-go meals and food pantries help those who are experiencing food insecurity. Plus. We have a diaper depot to support low-income families and their infants. If we can assist you or someone you know, please call Catholic Charities of Lake County at 847-782-4000. That's 847-782-4000. In recent weeks, many people have reached out to Catholic Charities to ask what we are doing to help our Afghan brothers and sisters. They also ask how they can join us in our work. Current estimates suggest that 50,000 refugees are headed to our shores in the coming weeks. Based on a decade of experience in refugee resettlement, we predict that it will cost $50,000 to resettle a family of four for six months. This includes housing, food, clothing, and other urgent needs as they establish new lives in Chicago. As Jesus tells us, whatsoever you do for the least of my people, that you do unto me. Please assist us as we welcome the first 10 families. Visit catholiccharities.net to donate to our special refugee resettlement appeal or call 312-948-6087. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408, also on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Teresi. Mark, that was a great first half hour with Father Bob Cook. What a wonderful, dedicated friar. Yeah, exactly. And the second half will be just as terrific. Father David Simonetti, pastor, St. Florian Parish in Hegwish, backed by popular demand, among his pets are several dogs, two peacocks, and a bowl full of goldfish. And Father Dave Simonetti has built a garden of pea shrine dedicated to St. Francis, where the peacocks often roam. Folks, I'm not making this up. 
He wrote a paper <laughs> in graduate school about St. Francis' connection to the animals. So, Father Dave Simonetti, welcome to the program this morning. How are you, David? Good, good. I brought a couple of my pets here. Look. Yeah, they love me as long as I got food. Come here, Francis. <laughs> Come over here. Come over here. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Look, 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 what do you, what, do you have, a pet shop there? How many dogs do you have? Three. Look, he looks like Tina Turner. <laughs> <laughs> three dogs, two peacocks, three a bowl dogs, three peacocks. full of goldfish. Um, I don't have goldfish. That's something you get at a carnival. No, I've got angelfish. Oh, oh. angelfish. I have three, pe- uh, three parakeets. One caught a draft. What are you going to do? So I got oh. two. No, oh. the thing is, how many gallon fish tank for the angelfish? Fifty-five. Fifty-five gallon tank. I used to have forty-two canaries at St. Mary's in Evanston, and uh, when I came to the cathedral, all that changed. But uh, now, where, where are your peacocks right now, David? In the in the yard, I built a big, big aviary. Unbelievable. And right above the Garden of Peace, the St. Francis Garden of Peace. And people sit, they come, and they pray the rosary or just pray, and they look up, and they what do you want? You know, I love you. So, look, 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 Tina Turner. So you have to so be, I, <laughs> you have to, um, you have to be at St. Florian's for, for the rest of your priesthood, because what are you, you going to go to the next parish and bring your peacocks with? <laughs> no, no, the Lord will take care of all oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. The Lord, you know, whenever they act up or, or cry at night, I just hold garlic up in the window, and they know to settle down or what'll happen. <laughs> now, on a serious note, Dave, the the mass, the mass for first responders, how did oh, that yeah. go? How did that go? Oh, you know, you can see it. Uh, you can see it online. You go to the um, Chicago Police 4th District uh, website, and it's, um, it's called Community Faith Base uh, Relations. It was, it truly was an evening of light. Absolutely. One of the transcendentals paths to God is beauty in all of its forms and all of its mathematical harmonic forms too. And that's what music is. And it was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. So thank you very much. Thank you very much for that. How many attended, David? You know, the attendance was was light, and I don't know the reason, but as Father Chuck Fasso, the beautiful Franciscan, once told me, Jesus said, feed the sheep, not count them. <laughs> That's a great line. So what whoever showed up, it was magnificent. Now I have to ask a question. How did you end up getting peacocks? Where do you buy a peacock? Well, the reason I did it is because, again, one of the, the things that I'm very strong on are the transcendental paths to God. Truth, beauty, goodness. And I added a fourth, tasty. So, <laughs> but, uh, what do you, what do you want to hear? So, you know, um, so peacocks are beautiful. And we live here in this city and it's not always beautiful. So I wanted to give people around here, do you agree? See, yes. Now, just so, just so our radio li- our radio listeners know, um, their father's dogs are visiting him while he's talking on 
our YouTube channel. So, yeah. your radio listeners, if oh, you I'm hear, not telling you, I'll kick your ass, Mark. Yeah. No, no, the dog. Yeah, but if, you know, <laughs> if you if you hear Father David saying, "Oh, give me a kiss," he's talking to, to his, his dog. dog. He's yeah, make it very sure clear. Colonel super cheers that too. <laughs> very good. <laughs> 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 this is, you know, Mark. We seminary is like a stand-up comedian. I know exactly. <laughs> <Ba-bum-bum>. <laughs> so I got. Um, I got three peacocks as little ones, and I've had them for a couple of years, and they add beauty mm-hmm. to the parish. And people come, and the kids come to see them. They knock at the door with their parents. Can we see them? And I pick up the feathers, and I give them to the kids as feathers and things. So now, very uh, beautiful. Were you raised on a farm or something? No, you know what? Before I got my first dog at my last parish, and every rectory should have a dog, honest. Um, uh, I never had a pet in my life. In in fourth grade, I won a goldfish at a oh. carnival, and he, believe it or not, he drowned. I gave him <laughs> the wrong kind of food. The, the, the oh, pellet cold, instead of the plate. Drunk. And I had to use my mother's tweezers to pull the pellet out, but it was too late. So I know medical school was out, and my mother loved that, that I used her tweezers to pull them out. But, uh, so I never had a pet. And once I got my first uh, dog, Collie, Bella the Ballerina, and then she needed a little company, so I got Francis the Bear that you saw. And then I've got another one, but I didn't bring him in here because it'll be the Battle Royal. That's uh, Frankie Blue, whose birthday is... On the Feast of St. Francis in a couple of days. Now, for those that are watching the um, on YouTube, your peacocks are huge and full plumage and feather. And now, do they wake up every morning waking up the neighborhood with their call? No. That, you know what? That's only during mating season, which is like from March 15th to June 15th, and then it stops. Mm-hmm. The males are the ones that scream. And they do it to attract any females in the area. I said, guys, she's in the cage with you. The door's locked. There's no reason for that. But whatever. What else do you want? Now, <laughs> I was surprised to see on YouTube. Uh, is that unusual, a white peacock? I've got two. Maybe. I don't, you know, I don't know. Oh. But... Now, let me ask you, David, what do the parishioners say about all your your animal kingdom? They love it. The kids love my Francis the Bear because the kids in religious ed, that's like meeting a T-Rex or something, you know, (laughs) because he's so big. He's 160 pounds. He reminded me of fifth grade. So so, um, the kids just love the, the... the, the pets. Now, we, we have one dog, and it's, my wife is so good about, she's the primary care person for the dog, but you have three, and, and the peak, how, how do you find time to care for all of them? Well, you know what, I have a, I have a ritual. Uh, I have a ritual, so I wake up in the morning, I make my coffee, you got to have coffee. Mm-hmm. St. Uh-huh. Paul said everything is grace. Well, yeah, but grace plus coffee <laughs> is better. I call that caffeinated grace. <laughs> and so anyhow, um, while it's brewing, I go around and I feed my animals. And then I come back and I go upstairs and I do a holy hour before the first mass. And um, it's sort of my, you know, my day. 
plus the staff here, they they love my dogs and um, play with them and, and things, and, and uh, we'll even let them outside and stuff. So, uh, David, where do you keep the keep where do you well. keep the keep uh, peacocks in winter? I got a house for them. I paid for it myself. I got a house better than this rectory. <laughs> they got oh, it ain't hard to do. It ain't hard to do. I don't want to say too much. Knock vocations down, but but anyhow. Uh, so your peacocks live. Peacocks. Heated, it's heated, electric, heated water. There's wait, some nights wait, time out. In there. Your peacocks live in their own home in the winter. In the back, yeah. I built. I had it built. Do they have a ma- uh, do they have a mailing address? Do they receive no, mail? No, that's where I gotta draw, <laughs> draw the line. line. How about this? Mark, take us to break. This is incredible. WNDZ seven fifty AM on your dial, Catholic Chicago three one two two five five eight four zero eight. You can see us on youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back with Father Dave Simonetti. We continue to talk about not only his love for animals, but how that connects with us as a people of faith. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Catholic Charities Veterans Employment Services help veterans find and maintain employment through job readiness training, resume writing assistance, mock interviews, and job placement counseling. We work with a wide array of employers and community partners to help veterans reach their career goals. We owe a debt of gratitude to all of our veterans for the sacrifices they made to serve our nation. It is our privilege now to assist them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Employment Program in Cook County, call 773-808-2954. In Lake County, call 847-782-4219. You can also learn more at catholiccharities.net. To all United States veterans, thank you for your service. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarianfund or call 312-534-7959. Are you looking for quality, affordable childcare at this back-to-school time of year? Look no further than Catholic Charities Child Development Centers. We have two locations conveniently located in Berwyn and Summit, offering before and after-school care, as well as full-day childcare. Each center offers a safe, welcoming environment where children receive a nutritious breakfast, lunch, and snack while participating in a creative, age-appropriate curriculum that is challenging and fun. 
Preschoolers enjoy art, music, literature, and computer activities, while our school-age program includes homework help, art, sports, music, field trips, and more. Catholic Charity staff members are highly qualified, caring people who want the very best for every child. Our child care centers are especially popular with working parents. Enroll your child today. To learn more, visit catholiccharities.net slash child development or call 312-636-5398. That's Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 750 AM on your dial, 312-255-8408. Or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're speaking with Father David Simonetti, pastor of St. Florian's. It'd be good. Better known as Wild Kingdom. Exactly. Lester Fisher. From <laughs> <laughs> He was the guy at the head of Lincoln Park years ago, <laughs> Lincoln Park Zoo. Um, but it'd be good if you can get on YouTube because... Um, Brian Brock has shown some beautiful pictures of Father David and his menagerie. Uh, we're talking, I, I wanted to ask you, one of the notes we have is that you wrote a paper in grad school about St. Francis's connection to animals. Can you elaborate yeah. on that a little bit? Now, who is that that you're holding? For this our, is Frankie Blue. His eyes are pure blue. His birthday is on the Feast of St. Francis. And, um, now describe him for our radio listeners. What type of dog He's is that? English sheep dog, white, black ears, pure blue eyes, and I, I bought him uh, from a breeder, and, and um, he was just four weeks old. Even though he's and on your lap, I don't think he's a lap dog. How much does he no, weigh? You know, I haven't had a clean black shirt in four years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there he is. There he is. You oh. can see him on that. Isn't he beautiful? He beautiful sure dog. is. Beautiful. Dog. And um, what does he weigh, by so the way? I wrote my doctoral thesis. It's a parish-based program. People can download from ProQuest Publishers. It's called Pet and Pray: The Transforming Here, look, the Transforming Power of Grace and Communion to God's Beloved Creatures. And it's how all creation is interconnected and interdependent through God. Now, is this your STL? No, it was a doctor of ministry. Oh, D-Men, okay. Yeah. That is... So it's a parish-based program. It's like a five-week program. How? And it was inspired by when I first started getting animals, especially dogs, and I, quote, get in that, quote, animal community. I saw everybody's got a community now. So I saw how people were, the relationships, even if it was for a moment, were developing over, through the animals, and connecting people, even for a moment, to show pictures of the, their, like they were showing pictures of their kids or something, and um, little connections. But then I noticed a pattern. I see patterns. And I noticed a pattern developing that... Uh, needed a corrective that when people say I, I love my pet or my pet loves me 
or they were treating them more like human. One lady said to me, I don't like people, but I love animals. I said, okay, that needs a corrective. So my thesis was how the Lord uses his creatures, us as stewards of them to take care of them, and and us uh, to take care of them and them to help us along our journey towards the ultimate relationship. That's an excellent, excellent point. Years ago, I was sick. I was home for about two months. Our dog, Riley, right at my side every day. He had a sixth sense that I just needed him right there. And he was there. And he was there. You know, I heard people talking about their, their... their theses, and one guy said, "Well, Saint Augustine's something, something in light of somebody else." I said, "Oh, save it for Sunday." That speculative classroom talk. This, my parishioners <laughs> don't care about that. This, <laughs> this is practical, real, and and really what gets to the heart of our experience right now. Now, on a personal, so on a personal mind. note, Father David, so uh, talk a little bit about what your pets bring to you. You've talked about oh. what they bring to the parishioners, but what do they bring to you? Well, you know, these days, uh, rectories are really one priest parishes. I mean, that's just a fact. Yeah, and more and more. Um, they bring me great, great comfort, consolation, and relationship with others. Like this pet blessing, mm-hmm. we'll have this, this Saturday morning at 9 o'clock here at Christ Our Light Parish, formerly St. Florian. Um We'll bring a lot of people, and um, you know, and and it, it opens up relationship. It opens up conversation, and uh, and they they bring me just because God made them so beautiful mm-hmm. and so unique with their own personalities. It brings me a lot of fun. It raises my blood pressure sometimes, but that's <laughs> especially when so they talk right. back to you. Yeah, yeah, they do. Do they ever get into church? Oh yes, I take them over there uh, with a leash, of course. Yeah. And I, and especially Big Francis, and people just absolutely love it. The kids, oh, I want one, I want one. And the mothers, <laughs> oh, no. Now, now when you tr- you talk about tr- truth, beauty, goodness, then you added tasty to that. Yes. Explain that a little bit. Well, <laughs> I'm an amateur chef. And I have my own spaghetti sauce company for charity, and maybe that could be a show some other time. But I, I for me, you want to hold it up have. now? Do you want to hold up a product? Up? <laughs> happen to have no, it there? No, 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 no. No self-aggrandizement till maybe next time. Although I will say, I do go in the stores now, and I we're, cover my collar. We're visually losing you, David. We're losing you. Yeah, get back in the middle of David. We're the losing other way. You. The other way. Yeah, David, oh, you're, out of, you're out of screen. I've got a face for radio anyhow. But um, <laughs> I go in the store and I cover my collar and I turn Paul Newman's jars around. Because <laughs> he's no longer and Luke, he's a competitor. <laughs> now, you st- the, all, now the money, all the money goes to charity? All the money. In, in, and I, even some of the uh, Archdiocese's beautiful ministries, in about five years I've given over $30,000 to the most local hand-to-mouth charities in Chicago and Northwest Indiana, and the police department. I help buy vests for the new vests for the officers and things. Uh, Respect Life Office of the Archdiocese. Anyhow, um, 
there's no employees. There's no nobody gets a dime. It just all goes to hand them out charity. But well, tasty. Uh, <laughs> the idea is when we eat together, and table ministry is important. You go from an I mentality <laughs> to a we. Mm -hmm. See, everything has to be about ultimately relationship, because that's our the way the Lord communicates with us that He's with us, with us. Where two or three are gathered in my name, you know, there will be, I will be there. Could I back up and ask one one question? Mark, you know, what's for dinner? <laughs> Fluffy the dog. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can I, seriously, though, um, the Garden of Peace Shrine. If people are interested in their parish about building a Garden of Peace Shrine, how does that happen? You know what? I did it. <laughs> Is that the dog calling? <laughs> Hello? Is that your peacock okay. calling? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, um, peacock's so good for a feeding. <laughs> boy, the guy who invented the mute button, they ought to give him a stamp. But anyhow, and the guy who invented the cry room. But um, you know what? I just, again, it's noisy around here. It's a city, and, and all that distracts from... God and, and peace, and I mean, peace in the heart. So he said, I'm going to build a garden of peace with, you know, St. Francis. And, and I met, and next to it, connected to it, I built the garden of God, you know, and um, and, and there's benches in there, and people come, and they sit there. There's a bench there. People come, and they sit in the midst of all this beauty, and they find peace. Now, is this peace garden... In the backyard of the rectory or back by the church? No, David? no, it's in the front. I, I, it's for the community. So <laughs> where is it located? Well, it, at um, 13145 South Houston. In, technically, the neighborhood is called Hegwish. Yes. Hegwish, but it's the south edge of Chicago, and next to Ham. And formerly St. Florian Parish, but now Christ the Light. Christ our Light. Christ our Light. We'll need to bring the program to a close, but... Uh, David, you are like a, a nighttime entertainment. You are funny. Yeah, you know what Bishop Perry calls me? No, what? you know Bishop Perry. Right? Oh, sure, yeah. Joe, Bishop Perry. He goes, Joe's, he goes, because I cooked for him before, he said, Father Simonetti is dinner and a show. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nighttime, <laughs> evening entertainment. One dinner of, and a show. <laughs> <laughs> Father David Simonetti, pastor of Christ Our Light in uh, Hegwish. Uh, David, it's been a joy having you. You so you really connect with nature, your love of animals, love of people. You're doing a great job in the Hegwish community, and I uh, want to thank you very much. Special thanks to co-host Mark Teresi, and special thanks to our producers, Michael May and Brian Hockey, Hitman Brock, to all of them and to our listeners. Thank you very much. Uh, go White Sox. Playoffs begin a week from Thursday. And the Bears at least show up on Sunday against uh, Detroit. God bless. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.